You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish. And each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that. While this all sounds so magical, it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives, even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so. And we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path. This is why I made you an insightful quiz. In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey sister, welcome to episode 10 of Rooted Feminine. I'm really excited that you're here this week and I'm excited about our upcoming series on shadow work. I know it can be a little weird thinking about shadow work right in the smack dab middle of summer, which is our liberation season where we are, um, you know, celebrating the good and reaping the abundance of the seeds that we planted in spring. And while I absolutely believe in living in the season and, you know, soaking up the medicine of each unique season, there's something still about having that forethought and having a forward look into uh, what's coming next, right? We feel this kind of on a surface level where we're like, dang, I'm, I'm really want my cardigan. I really want my pumpkin spice latte, right? Those basic examples, but we feel this pull, right? That there's a unseen force. There is a mystery here that keeps the world turning, that keeps us on a forward path, right? So even though we see this kind of in these superficial ways, 
this is a natural propensity. This is a human nature to be forward thinking. And what is coming next for us on the spiritual season is shadow season. So for that reason, I would love to invite you to join me for an upcoming wisdom event on Monday, August 21st. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you cannot attend live, you are more than welcome to watch the replay. So still go ahead and grab your spot and register. We are going to be doing an event called Womb Work, three energies to support you in your shadow work, even if you're new to the dark side. (laughs) So I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to be exploring the three best feminine archetypes to work with when you are doing shadow work. So you'll meet the archetypes, you'll learn the wisdom that they have to bring for you and the medicine they have to bring for you during your shadow work. And we'll also weave in some embodiment practices and start working with these energies. So um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. You can head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash shadow to go ahead and save your spot. So if you spend, you know, any time at all in the spiritual space, you're going to hear this term thrown around that's called like the dark night of the soul, right? And maybe you've had one or you've experienced one, right? I definitely don't experience these as like single nights. I definitely have seasons that feel kind of like a a major contraction or a, um, a dark night of the, or a dark month of the soul, dark six months of the soul, dark eclipse season of the soul, right? Um, but the way that you'll hear these described are that they're usually like one of the most terrible nights of your life, right? You're like on the bathroom floor, just ugly crying, snot pouring out of your nose, sobbing so hard your stomach hurts, right? This is the way that people talk about this experience. And what tends to happen you know, during a dark night of your soul is that you're coming face to face with kind of everything terrible that's happened to you. You are starting to get insight into, you know, everything that's wrong, so to speak, the patterns and the behaviors that you exhibit that hurt people, the way that other people have hurt you. Um, And the way this is described is that it's kind of the impetus for a spiritual awakening. Like you have to go through this dark night of the soul, this purging of all the bad Um, and then that kind of is the kickstart for your spiritual awakening. And in my opinion, this sounds really kind of shitty and really kind of dramatic (laughs) and coming from, you know, a licensed psychotherapist background, this sounds like, you know, a crisis event. It sounds like stuff has built up and built up and built up, and then it just has to come out. Um, And I don't necessarily believe that this is the only approach to shadow work. I don't feel like this is the only way that we can have this purging or that we can have this um, transmutation. And so that's what I want to talk about today is how shadow work does not have to be shitty. Like it doesn't have to be downright like the crappiest, worst thing that's ever happened to you. And this is really what we get as a frame of reference for shadow work when we step into the spiritual space. Do I think that there's something really cathartic and and releasing about this dark night of the soul? Absolutely. And I think that when you are having spirit move through you, when you are having um, a soul reclamation, when things are changing for you, it can happen like this. It can be kind of like a burst of energy or it can be 
um, a really dra drastic and dramatic experience. But I think also if we do shadow work um, in a more gentle way and in a more ongoing, periodic, like regular way, I think that we can ease the um, experience of these dark nights of the soul. And I think that we can still have big changes and big transitions without them having to be so like violent or so explosive. Because I would really love to take a look at what is shadow work? Like what are what are we actually talking about when we're talking about shadow work? And there's a key word here that I'm sure you'll pick up on, but shadow work is being willing to look at things that aren't working. Okay. Willing to look at things that are no longer serving us. Being willing to look at things that have brought you pain. And these can be, you know, early childhood experiences. This can be something that happened last week, right? Being willing to look at the things that have hurt you. Being willing to look at the ways that you have hurt yourself and you have hurt others. So being able to examine and come to terms with what the role that you have played in your own pain and in others' pain. And being willing to look at maladaptive habits or patterns. So things that are not good for you. Habits and patterns that are bad for you. Right? So the key word, obviously, being willing. There's a bravery that's required for shadow work. Um, looking, Being willing to look. I think these dark nights of the soul happen because we've turned our backs and turned our backs. And we haven't been willing to look. We haven't been, been brave. And we haven't been doing the work. And so it just it creeps up on us and it explodes, right? It just has to pour out of us. And that's why we have that kind of like, again, violent experience, that purging experience where it all just like overshadows us. It's because we're not actually looking it in the face. <laughs> we're, not, we're not being brave enough to examine what's actually happening. And when we do this, when we are willing to look and explore and examine we gain so much wisdom and we gain so much insight. And we are able to potentially make make changes to these patterns. Not always though. And we're going to talk about that next week. Um, but we absolutely, by doing this exploration and by being willing to do the looking <laughs> and being willing to face the stuff, um, that we are opening ourselves up for change. Sometimes that change is just awareness and that's awesome, right? Awareness is amazing. Being conscious of how something is happening for you or to you or because of you is change itself. So shining light on something, being willing to look and it's being willing to look at the painful parts. Shadow work is not always fun, but it doesn't have to be like shitty and downright like ruin your life. <laughs> we can do it periodically and we can do it on a regular basis in a safe way, in a healthy way, in a gentle way, so that we can look at what's happening and we can really take an ownership of it. I think that's another piece. There's this willingness to look, this bravery that happens, and then there's an ownership. There's an awareness and an ownership. Okay. When we don't do shadow work, I've kind of alluded to this, but it builds and it builds and it builds and then it has to go somewhere. It has to explode. That's that dark night of the soul. But other things that happen when we're not willing to look and we're not willing to become aware is we stay really stagnant, right? Why do I keep attracting the same romantic partner over and over and over again or the same type 
of romantic partner over and over again? Well, because you haven't done your shadow work. You haven't understood why that pattern is repeating from what you're doing and why you are bringing this pattern back around and also why you're making the choice to choose that person, why that person's attractive to you, all of those things. So you stay stagnant. You stay stuck. You stay in this repetitive cycle that isn't helping you, isn't serving you, and probably isn't helping or serving anyone else either. We end up continuing to hurt ourselves. We end up continuing to have interactions with family members or, like I said, romantic partners or even self-sabotage. So we keep hurting ourselves because we haven't done the inner work to figure out why is this show up for me all the time like this? Why am I always worried about money? Why am I always um, getting a great job and then quitting the next week or whatever, right? Like why am I self-sabotaging? Why am I continuing to hurt myself? Hey sister, interrupting real quick to let you know about something exciting that's coming up. We're starting to tiptoe into autumn here in the Northern Hemisphere, which means we're on the threshold of shadow season. This is when the darker energies come out to play and our womb spaces are ripe for alchemical healing, which all sounds really yummy and witchy, but it's also an important season on your feminine journey. See, there's no such thing as only love and light. We need to venture into the depths and into the darkness so that we can come to terms with the things that are no longer serving us and bring our energy and intention to releasing them. And I'm just going to be real honest and say it, this is something that needs to be done safely and done well. Shadow work can be tough and it isn't a joke, which is why it might be best for you to do it with a trauma-informed and seasoned guide. You're listening to this podcast, so I know you're somebody who's ready to bravely work toward becoming your most embodied and mystical self. You just need some grounded guidance that's going to walk you through the shadowy parts without getting bogged down, stuck, or overly focused on healing every single thing about you. That is why we're doing a live wisdom event on Monday, August 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and it's called Womb Work three energies to support you in your shadow work, even if you're new to the dark side. During this event, I'm sharing the three best divine feminine energies to work with when you're diving into the depths. You'll meet the archetypes, learn what wisdom and medicine each one holds for you, and we'll even weave in some embodiment practices so you can awaken these energies inside yourself and inside your soul. This way, you can recognize that you have everything you need inside to work with your shadow and to integrate it so that you can become the next most healed version of yourself. I can't wait to hang out with you live, but if you can't make it, there will be a replay. So go ahead and register and um, we will see each other very soon. Head on over to rootedfeminine.com shadow to save your spot. Why am I continuing to hurt others? Right? In that that bad relationship, you're probably not the only person that's getting hurt in that relationship. On some capacity, there's somebody else who's hurting. That's a big piece of shadow work. Being able to realize how, not only how we're causing pain to ourselves, but taking responsibility for the pain that we cause for others. Right? And if we're not doing shadow work, we're just going to keep doing that. We're just going to keep hurting ourselves. We're going to keep hurting others. We allow ourselves to be hurt by somebody else on a regular basis. And so without shadow work, 
we're going to just continue to make the same choices. On the surface, they might look, look like different choices. Oh, you know, I usually go for the bad boys and this guy's like a family guy, right? So on the surface, it might look different, but underneath it's like, oh, but he's still a narcissist or he's still uh, emotionally unavailable or he's still not spiritually awake or whatever, right? And I'm using like romantic examples, but we can see this in anything. Any choice that we make, we're going to continue to make choices that do not serve us if we do not do the shadow work we need to disconnect from those, to deconstruct those choices, to rewild from those choices. When we do the shadow work, we're, we're basically sending out a beacon to the universe. We're signaling to the universe that we're ready for change. Even just by being willing to look at it, even by just bringing it into our awareness, we are a, we're signaling to the universe, I'm ready for something different. If we do purge it, if we do choose that we, we become aware of it and we say, no, this is something I want to change, I want to remove, I want to get rid of, we create a vacuum, okay? The universe doesn't like a vacuum. The universe is expanding in infinite right? It's taking up more and more and more and more in space every second, every microsecond, right? So we create a vacuum. We're pushing something bad out, creates a vacuum that allows something good to come in. So when we do the purging, when we do the shadow work and we do the clearing and the releasing and the cleansing, we are making room for something good to come in. Something good cannot come in until we get rid of the something bad, right? So we have to create this vacuum effect. When we do shadow work, we're opening ourselves up for profound change. That willingness is key. It takes a lot of bravery to look at it, to become aware of it. It takes more bravery to get rid of it or change it. And it takes even more bravery still to allow that something else good to come in. So we're opening ourselves up for profound change. And this change can really be seen in a couple of ways, in our self-love dynamics, how we treat ourselves, what we allow, what choices we make for ourselves, how we care for ourselves, and also in our relationship dynamics, how we treat others, how we pour into somebody else. Romantically, in familiar or familial friendship, doesn't matter what type of relationship. The shadow work can show up in all of these relationships and with our relationship with ourselves. So when we do it, when we look, when we be brave and we do this work, we can change these self-love dynamics and we can change these relationship dynamics. And so now we know why shadow work is essential, right? We know what it means. We know why it's important. We know what happens if we don't do it. We know what happens when we do do it. But how do we do it in a way that it doesn't have to be so shitty, right? How do we do it so we're not snot crying on the bathroom floor? Well, the first thing we do is we do it on a regular basis. And I don't want this to get confused with becoming obsessed with it. We're going to have another episode about that, how we do the shadow work without becoming obsessed with it. But doing this on a regular basis, and that could look like lots of different things for you. It could be... I don't know if we need to do it daily necessarily, but like maybe if you are bleeding and you have a menstrual cycle, you can incorporate shadow work into your luteal phase 
And then when you bleed and you're literally shedding, you can use that and do some blood rituals, blood magic, and actually use the shedding to purge, to release. Okay, but you have to do the shadow work during luteal phase so you know what it is you want to release, right? So you can do this on a regular basis. You can build it into your spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be that often. If, you, if you're not a bleeding human, you can definitely do this with the moon. Um, so full moon is your time for release. Full moon is your time for shedding and for um, gratitude and forgiveness. Um, but even if monthly feels too frequently for you, you can do this seasonally, right? So we have our shadow season coming up and fall inside of Rooted, where we will be intentionally focusing on shadow for three months, really bravely looking in that mirror. So you can do this seasonally as well, but I would love it for you to be doing this regularly so that you don't end up having those violent dark nights of the soul on the bathroom floor can also be really gentle with yourself. It doesn't have to be, you know, scary child, inner child meditations where you like are having to confront things that happened or confront your abusers or confront whatever. There is a time and place for that. I'd really want you to probably be doing that with a safe guide um, unless you're really, really experienced in shadow work, but you can be gentle. This can be a journal prompt. This can be journaling during your luteal phase or journaling during the full moon and saying, what's something that's not serving me today? Or what's something that's not serving me this month? What's something that's not serving me this season? Right? Bringing awareness to the shining a light there, becoming conscious of it. That can be done in a really gentle way. Okay. I also think it's wise to go slowly. We don't have to do shadow work around, you know, our parents' divorce and our first boyfriend breaking our heart and, you know, the car accident that we caused because we were drinking or whatever. Like, I'm just throwing random examples out there, but we don't have to do that all in one day. We don't have to do that all in one year, right? So going slowly with your shadow work. This is how shadow work doesn't have to be shitty, right? Shadow work can be really profound and really impactful and you can do it slowly. And so on this point, I really recommend like working on one thing at a time. So if you feel like, uh, you know, my relationship with my parents isn't great or my relationship with my siblings isn't great or something like that, and that's where you want to focus on, then absolutely you can do some inner child work. Just work on that at one 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 thing at a time right doesn't mean that with your first pass of shadow work you're gonna solve it and heal it and fix it again we're going to talk more about this but you can get to a point where i'm okay with this as is right now right when you can say that about maybe that inner child stuff then maybe you move on to like your college best friend or something like that right but also I wouldn't do them back to back either, right? Go slowly, go slowly, do one thing at a time. This does not have to be your whole life, okay? Shadow work does not have to be all consuming and it doesn't have to suck, all right? And so the last thing that I think is most important, do shadow work with sisters. 
do this in sisterhood, do this in circle, call in your village. If you don't have a village, join Rooted, okay? Rootedfeminine.com slash collective. Call in your village, do this with support. Because if you do end up having that dark night of the soul experience, you need somebody to call. <laughs> you need somebody to talk to, right? Hopefully by doing it periodically and regularly, by doing it gently and by doing it slowly, that won't be your experience, but there's still going to be things that come up that you want to process, that you want to say, holy shit, I just had this realization, right? I'm, I want to take ownership of this. Doing that in sisterhood, doing that in circle really gives you that feedback and gives you that support, okay? So if you do want to do this in sisterhood, you can absolutely join us for our wisdom event that's coming up in August. Again, that's August 21st, which is a Monday. We're going to be doing it in the evening time, um, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. There will be a replay. So if you can't come live, you can still do the exercises. But again, if you want that sisterhood, if you want that circle, you want to attend with us live. The event is called Womb Work because your shadow work takes place in the womb space. And we're going to be working on three energies to support your shadow work even if you've never been to the dark side. So even if you haven't flexed these bravery muscles yet, even if you haven't shown the light in your shadow yet, we can do this together. We're going to be working with three different feminine archetypes, really calling in the sacred, um, learning the wisdom that these archetypes can give to us, the medicine they hold for us when we're working in shadow. And we're going to be doing some embodiment practices. So you will have some, some work that you can take from this event and go incorporate into your spiritual practices and you can do them regularly. So you can start doing this gentle shadow work. I would love to have you join us. There's going to be so many sisters there doing this event together and you can uh, meet us over at rootedfeminine.com slash shadow. And that's where you can save your spot. So I hope to see you on August 21st. And I hope to see you back here next week, next time in temple space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.